Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This episode of Another Happy Pod is going to contain spoilers. If you've not experienced the content yourself, please go ahead and do so before coming back and listening to the boys ramble on about it. Thank you very much. Hello and welcome back to Another Happy Pod, the show where we talk about movies, pop culture and whatever else is on your mind. We're trying to be a little bit more positive about it, but we don't always succeed, but we do have a bloody good time doing it. I don't know what I'm doing here. My name is Nathan, and as always, I'm joined by Lawrence Heisey. If a bear and a shark had a fight, who would win? The bear, obviously. Everyone knows but that. But you Next didn't question. ask where it would be. I was going to say, yeah. It doesn't, matter, it doesn't matter where it is. The bear will still win every time. Not, yeah. if got sh- not if the shark not if it's like, literally... drags it down into the water. Yeah, the fight is taking place in the city of Atlantis. Look, even if it's in the fucking ocean depths itself, the bear will still win every time. You ever seen a polar bear in water? Those things are fucking vicious. I didn't say polar bear. I'm talking regular bear. Well, you, you didn't specify which bear. Well, I didn't specify polar bear. Well, you didn't specify no, not I just polar went, bear. I just, well, I just went for the bear, the average bear, which is called a bear. A bear, a bear is a polar bear. Oh, my God. Bear, what's your verdict? You should have thought more about uh, this. If, if it's on land, bear, if it's in the It's ocean. not on land. It's in the city. It's in deep city of Atlantis. Well, the bear will drown. So. Exactly. My no, point. bears can breathe underwater. No, they can't. Yes, they can. Are you taking the piss? No, everyone knows this. They can breathe underwater. How do well, you think I, they fucking, survive? I don't know it. Well, that's because you're a fool. Nah, I don't believe this. I don't believe this for one second. Google no. it. Google it right I'm, now. I'm Googling it right now. Go on, Google it. Can bears breathe underwater? I can't believe you're actually Googling that. Of course they can't, you fucking dickhead. <laughs> can, can you imagine? Uh, they can close their nostrils for two minutes underwater and breathe absolutely fine. 
This, well, that's not breathing underwater, though, is it? It's I don't know. That's what it says here. I'm just that's, reading. That's holding, their, that's holding their breath. You guys can take it up with eden.uktv.co.uk slash quick facts. No, because that's, that's... they're not saying they can hold their breath underwater. You're just being a dumb cunt. Ah, well, you dumb cunt. Sharks winning either way. Anyway, welcome back to the positive podcast. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> my name is Nathan James Bauer, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host Lawrence Thomas Icy, but no one cares about him, and also Beth Taylor because it is a Marvel episode. Hello, Baggy Bird. Hello. Baggy you not Bird. know my middle name? Beth Michelle Taylor. Well, there you go. So. Yeah, don't, don't think, don't question my friendship, Beth. Yeah. Uh, thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. It's just because you, you said your middle name, Lawrence's, and then you just left mine out. So I thought... Mm, Fun fact. Don't I don't have a middle name. Yeah. Oh. Who's the fake friend now, Beth? Yeah, fake friend. I just anyway, if a bear and a shark had a fight, oh my God. who would win? It's the shark. Everyone knows this. All right, moving on. So <laughs> Obviously, because bears can't breathe underwater, Nathan. Yes, I know. I have... How many times do I need to say it? Uh, okay, so today, today is the Eternals. Today is Eternal Sunday, uh, although this podcast is coming out on a Friday, but we're recording early because we saw the Eternals and we want to talk about it. Yeah. Woo! Woo! Woohoo! 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 We're really not used to recording on a Sunday, are we? This well, has thrown me well off my groove. The vibe <laughs> is off, okay, but don't worry, we'll steer the ship do. somehow. Uh, Lawrence, how do we usually start this podcast? Uh, normally, I consider if a bear and a shark had a fight. Oh my! No, but we've covered that twice. So I'm saying I'm just. You asked me how we start. I'm going through my process. I don't actually know how we start. Nathan, what do you think about the movie Eternals? Do you like Marvel? Have you heard of Marvel before? So yesterday, I got a Toby Carvery delivered to my home, <laughs> and I was quite sceptical about this, because Toby Carvery is good, but the concept of, like, packing it up and sending it to someone's house, like, yeah. it, it doesn't seem like the kind of food that would travel well. So I, so I was very sceptical, but I was a little bit peckish, and I fancied a nice big roast in it, because it had been a while since I had one. So I got on the old Justy and I ordered myself a gammon carvery with some pigs in blankets as well. That's why uh, I do it. Seasonal. Um, so so that's so that's what happened. And it got delivered. And let me tell you what, what a bloody revelation that was. Honestly, yeah. one of the best meals I have had in a while. Give you a good amount of gravy as well, so you can just lavish your whole nice. plate in it. Got nice. some brilliant roasted veg in there. Oh, it was it was beautiful. The only thing I think suffers uh, uh, takeaway Toby is the potatoes. That's the only thing that, 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 that they don't. I like them. I, I thought they'd be good. I like the potatoes. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's just a local to me thing. Maybe because I've only got it from one Toby before. Mm. So maybe. Maybe it's I should try that out because you know me. I'm a big potato fan, big potato advocate. So yeah, we, we do call you Big Potato child. Girl. We do. Yeah, that is, that is famously your nickname. So yeah, God, the improv is just flowing. <laughs> it really is, and, and and you know what else is flowing. <laughs> what? <laughs> I was gonna say my ass. <laughs> I don't know why. Right, Bethany Taylor, welcome to the bloody podcast. Uh we have all watched Eternals. Beth, yes. what do you think what do you think about the Eternals? Were you excited? Did you know anything about the Eternals from the comics? 
This is chaos. Uh, no, I didn't know about the Eternals from the comics. Uh, this was brand new to me. I'd seen obviously the trailers and some of some of the um, TV spots as well, which I don't normally do. But I was actually sacrilege. Really, yeah. Well, but I think because I was so excited, I just and I knew it was going to be a long movie, and I knew that we'd only probably see about five <clears> minutes <throat> of it in the trailer. Yeah. So I was like. It's all right, and I'm just—I was really, really excited to watch it because I knew it was going to be something different. It's always fun to learn about new characters, new powers, and stuff like that. So, and also the fact that they had cast a deaf person was kind of exciting as well because it was the first time they did something like that, and I was just, yeah, I was just hyped. I was excited. Cool. I also knew nothing about the Eternals. It's, again, I, I spoke about this in Shang-Chi, um, I'm excited for Marvel going forward, because it's doing a lot of stuff that I don't know fuck all about. Like, my knowledge of the comics is is very much surface level. Like, I know a lot of the big stuff, your Spider-Man, your Captain Americas, your Iron Man, your X-Men, all that shit, I can talk about it all day long. The more deep-cut stuff like this, I don't have a fucking clue on. So yeah. I'm really interested to see... Like, like what comes out. So for this, I had no idea who any of these cunts were. I knew no. nothing about the Eternals. I knew a little bit about the Celestials and that sort of thing. But yeah. the Eternals were, were a new concept to me. Um, so, yeah, I was quite intrigued going in. Um, I was also a little bit apprehensive because uh, the Rotten Tomato score wasn't that good and people have been saying mixed things. Overall, I enjoyed it, though. I thought it was it was a, yeah. a, a good, fun yeah. time overall. I think, I think this does something... Really interesting because, uh, like, loads of the mixed reviews have come from the fact that people are like, "Oh, it breaks the Marvel formula. It breaks the. It does all this stuff. It does all this different stuff." I don't actually think it does, but it's definitely really interesting for a Marvel film. Like, mm -hmm. it does. I think it's very different for a Marvel film. It, yeah, it definitely feels very different. There are there are like similar story beats to other ones. Um, the like the base level of the formula is still there, but but I still think it does something a little bit different with it, which I personally like. I think it's it's nice. I think <laughs> at twenty six movies, you need to do something a little. Yeah, you gotta you gotta yeah. switch it up a little bit. Like, <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, you know, all those same people that are complaining that it doesn't stick to the Marvel formula are the same people that moan when a new Marvel movie comes out, and it's just like all the others. Like, there's no pleasing sometimes. Yeah, so well, exactly. I, I saw the Rotten Tomatoes reveal. I was like, fair enough. I'm still going to go see it myself. It's currently at 48% on Rotten Tomatoes. By the way, no one knows how Rotten Tomatoes works. Yeah. <laughs> it's such so... a fucked, like, it's a fucked algorithm, right? How yeah. they work everything out. Rot Rotten Tomatoes, just to quickly explain, it's not one site. Like, what? well, it is one site, but that's a bad way to describe it. It's not one person saying, and this movie is this score. That's not how Rotten Tomatoes works. Basically, it's an aggregate. So everyone, it takes a whole bunch of different verified reviews, collates them all together, and then like based on whether they liked it or they didn't like it, it's a simple yes or no system. That's where the score comes from. So if a movie, so if a hundred critics see a movie and seventy-two of them liked it, and uh, twenty-eight, I think that's it, of them didn't, the score would be seventy-two percent. On Rotten Tomatoes. That's basically how it works. I'm um, scared that this review is kind of going to stop Marvel pushing the boat out again, though. Because, I mean, even this isn't pushing the boat out much. But it's cool and it's new. I don't think it will. Uh, no, yeah, because they, they've... This is, this is to be fair, this is the low... The audience reaction's a lot 
better though, isn't it? Audience score is currently sat at eighty one percent. Yeah, um, yeah. which is good, but I, I don't think it will. Marvel have had bad movies before. This is, to be fair, the lowest rated one officially on Rotten Tomatoes. But I don't necessarily think Kevin's looking at that and is freaking out. I think at the end of the day, what matters to them is what people actually think of it, not necessarily what the Critics. what a score is. Uh, yeah. Like because Thor Ragnarok, uh, sorry, Thor: The Dark World has a better score than this. I would watch this any day over yeah. Thor: The Dark World because that movie yeah. is fucking boring. Well, I I only I only say it just because there's like Marvel have been known to not course correct but change up the system. Like for example, when Dark World didn't do very well, they switched it up for for, uh, for Thor three in a massive way and pretty much reinvented the character. When uh, Age of Ultron, I still think is a good movie, but when it performs not as well as the first one, they went right sack off Joss Whedon. Who are we bringing in for the next one? Um, like I just worry that because I like this, I think like and especially with uh, Chloe Zhao, this is like she's a great director and she brings something yeah. really cool. I don't want them to rewind on any of that. Like any, all the elements that made this, I enjoy, and I'd like to stay the same for a sequel. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't, the visuals, I don't... the on-location shooting, like I yeah, exactly. Visuals were really good. It was this was a beautiful fucking movie, man. This was mm-hmm. really, really good to look at, and a lot of Marvel stuff gets criticised and quite rightly for being sort of grey and muted and that sort of thing. But the colour palette was was really popping in this. Like yeah. everything was was like really bright and colourful and. For the most part, anyway, it was it was quite good. Let's talk about the movie itself. So it's a new, it's a brand new team. The last <laughs> time we got like a a team of people that we'd never met before was Guardians, and obviously that went down a tree, and everyone they yeah. became big favourites, even if even if Chris Pratt is a questionable dude. Um, yeah. <laughs> but this is the first time in a very long time that we've just been thrown in the deep end with not just one origin, but essentially ten. Um, yeah. What do you guys think yeah, about that? Uh, well, I, I wouldn't necessarily say that because they all have the same origin. Uh, yeah, I guess. But, I mean, you've still got to introduce ten different characters and, and yes. give them that family bond. Let's let's all say, first of all, who was our favourite Eternal? Beth, would you like to do, go first? Can we do top two? Because I, I had two that, that um, I, I really liked. I, I loved Angelina Jolie as Athena. I, yeah, let me just the... read a quick note here. Uh, Angelina Jolie invented acting, so oh, she's so good. Cool. <laughs> she's like, oh, yeah. So she, I thought she was great how she um, portrayed Athena, and also I really liked Makari. I thought she was like, I loved um, all the sequences that she was in when she was like yes. running, and you were kind of like following her. And um, it Marvel's was just, finally like... figured out how to do super speed. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and and it, and it's not cringe, and like the scene where spoiler alert, obviously she's battering um, Icarus. I just thought that was so sick, and then seeing her run across water, and obviously you know the the whole sign language thing. It's it's just yeah, it was cool. It was really yeah. cool. Cool. So those yeah. are mine. Two great Eternals, uh, Lawrence. Um, so I liked. I really liked Druig. You would. Yeah. What do you mean? I would. I, don't know. I was just going to say exactly. exactly. You just you were any, <laughs> I could have chosen any out of the ten. Got the exact same response. It's I just chose your one. It's and true. It. Um, <laughs> and as a character, um, I really and a character and uh, and like the power set and just how interesting it was on screen. I really liked Icarus. Yeah, you would. Um, 
I, d- I see. I deserve that one a bit more. You do deserve that, that one. That yeah. it would. Uh, ideally, you would have said that one first. Do you know, uh, the, yeah. the one thing about Icarus made me realise how attractive Richard Madden is. Oh, it's Beth, like... keep your horniness off the pot. No, it's got to be right. said. Sorry, it's got to be said. Um, so what we're gonna do is I'm gonna talk about my favourite Eternal, who was Festus. Uh, nice. The, the That's God. what you mean. That's what I said. The god it's of inventing. That's just not what you said. It is what I said. Shut up. You said fucking uh, asbestos or some shit. I'm going to leave you to it. He did say it a bit weirdly, but... He definitely did. You said Festus. I said he Festus. Said... Oh, my fucking God. It's... I said Festus instead of Fastos. Yeah. Fucking hell. Richard fucking cunt Madden <laughs> or fucking Kit Harrington says Thanos or whatever. Fucking... Dog bar- <laughs> I'm going home. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Go on. Why did, why did you like? Why did you like Fastos? Go on. No, I'm, go, I'm done. You it. No, I'm not <laughs> doing it now. Nathan, why is Asbestos your favourite character? How do I kick you from this server? <laughs> there he goes. He's gone. Right. I've had enough. Fa- why was he your favourite? So Fastos was my favourite. Um, just because I, I liked how excited he was about inventing um, yeah. and all this sort of stuff. And also the scene, which then, as as a result of his inventions, of the thing he did, then the scene which uh, in Hirosh- Hir- Hiroshima, after the bomb dropped, was just... It was fucking heartbreaking yeah. uh, just to see him torn to pieces about what he'd... As, not what he'd directly done, but like he'd given the humans the tools to... To get to this point, um, and Lawrence is calling me. <laughs> what do you want? You did call him a space though. <laughs> I've hung up on him. <laughs> Hello, I'm back. Hello, back. Hello. Okay, if I may be serious for a moment. Please, um, please do. I'm very sorry. You should be. I really like this character as well. I liked the fact that he wasn't necessarily a fighter. He wasn't. He wasn't designed to, you know, destroy the deviants like some of the others were, like Icarus or whatever. Uh, although he can hold his own in the fight, he's he's more focused on just helping the humans and, and inventing stuff where he can. That he gets really excited about it so much so that he builds the combustion engine like seven centuries too early or whatever uh, and he has to like refrain himself and hold back just a little bit one thing that i think in this movie because i saw loads of people saying that the characters were hollow i didn't get that at all i thought no oh well, like look don't be wrong <clears throat> don't get me wrong each like you can't flesh out 10 characters with this little screen time it's not possible to give them all like deep and detailed backstories and feelings and whatever but the ones they choose to focus on i think they do a really good job and it's more of them than not like i think a lot of them have really great personalities and characteristics and shit i wouldn't necessarily say any of them are hollow except maybe kit harrington who's in it for like four seconds if that but yeah uh, but, but overall i think the the main eternals each of them like has a purpose they have like something they're they're you know passionate about or struggling with or, or whatever there is there is character to these actual robots or whatever they are i um, ben, yeah. I want to know. I want to know why you liked Makari because Makari for me, I like Makari, and I think what they're doing is fantastic. But I wish she had more to do. I really wanted her to do more, like for just not if not for the nature of her power, but also, it's yeah, such an important step in film and like big budget like blockbuster movies and casting. I just I don't know. I just wish that I just wish 
she was given a bit more to do, especially because they're making quite a big yeah. deal out of it. Yes. So uh, obviously we, we saw Quicksilver, he throw a punch, blah, blah, blah. But I feel like they did the whole fast running a little bit differently. Like you, like, it's hard to, I don't know how to put it into words, but with Quicksilver, you see him running around fast and then they slow-mo him down. But I liked how the camera was following her as she was running. If that, Do you know yeah. you know what I'm trying to get at? Yeah. Oh, yeah, so it's I, a better I, effect, I, yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. It just it looked it looked cooler, and the idea of you know how like the sonic boom doesn't affect her. So she you see a run across the whole world like within a couple of seconds, and I just I thought it was really cool. And obviously, as well as the inclusivity of of someone who is actually deaf in real life playing a deaf character, I just I, I just thought it was it was really nice and refreshing to see. So I, I think, think that's, she was, that's why I really liked her. I think she was a fun character as well. She uh, she definitely had like this sense of uh, joy and amusement about her, and her relationship with Druig um, yeah. added to that as well. Added an interesting wrinkle in there. So I, yeah, I, exactly. I, yeah, I liked her as well, and I agree with the the super speed effect. Um, yeah. a, a lot of times when you see speedsters. Uh, there's there's like a lot of slow motion and things are slowed down, um, so you don't yeah. necessarily get a sense that they are super fast. Um, yeah. But which is a shame. Um, but the what there wasn't. I don't think there was any slow motion in, uh, around her no, or anything in this. Just just that part, like I said earlier, where she was just going back and forth, like bumping into Icarus, like that. Yeah, that just, was great. That visually, was it looks sick. so cool. Yeah, just yeah. absolutely just pummeling into him. One thing I really, really enjoyed in this, and again, Angelina Jolie invented acting, um, is first of all the relationship between Thena and Gilgamesh. I thought that was oh, just yeah. so beautiful. And it's not a romantic relationship in any way. Yeah. I didn't think of that anyway. Just this no. familial, uh, more friend friendly love between them, which was just so yeah. so beautiful. Um, but also this like this illness that she had, you know, the 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 weight of her memories just crushing down, causing her to forget, but also to remember past lives and that sort of thing. That's interesting. Yeah. But it also it kind of it was kind of like she was suffering with dementia, like she wasn't necessarily knowing who she was or who her friends were and that sort of thing. And it made for some like really difficult and heartbreaking scenes i thought which yeah, i think she, she did she could perfectly. Have saved. exactly because i think if she was in her right frame of mind she could have helped gilgamesh but she she couldn't like no matter how hard she tried she genuinely she couldn't do anything like yeah, yeah it was, it was I sad think, it, 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 that's what i'm saying these are the kind of cool character things like the traits and and kind of unique aspects to them that i think is really really new for marvel like you, you, yeah, you get like traits and stuff in in a lot of team movies before, but this, I, I, the complaint that there wasn't enough character focus on these people, I just don't understand in this. I mean, but... do you know what I, I felt for these characters as much as I did the Avengers, even though I've had twenty plus movies to feel that way. Same. Like genuinely, I felt like connected to them, which which was even Druig as well. Like I completely understand his point like how he can use his abilities but yeah. you know the reason why he shouldn't like I, I, i've seen him once on screen and, I, and I, i'm still connected to him as much as i am with the other one so i don't know where that's come from either to be honest jerry brings my favorite moment in this where um he just it's almost like just a sudden it's not not a jump scare but it's a quick appearance and he just fucking clarts sprite over the head with a rock 
Like, yeah. <laughs> that was got, great. It yeah. got me massively. Like, bearing in mind when you know what his powers are. Yeah. Like, well, can he use it on Eternals, though? Because we didn't see him do that. Oh, maybe, no, yeah. maybe not, actually. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I get the sense that maybe he didn't. Otherwise, he would probably would have used it on Icarus or something. Um, yeah, but yeah, but it's it's not made clear. He says very clearly that he can't do it on Celestials. So, um, but but yeah, yeah, we don't know about Eternals. But yeah, I liked I liked Drug as well. He was definitely a an interesting character. His power is very, as uh, I don't know. It's like it can, it can be used for some very bad stuff. Basically, yes. Um, yeah. So it's it's like a lot of power for someone to have, but and, and I think he knows that though. Like he's he like he's very he says, self-aware. yeah, he is. He he knows like he can do some truly terrible, but also some great things. Like he even said he he wanted to control everyone on Earth so he can stop all the wars, all the fighting, all the, and all that sort of thing. But then he yeah. realized that he can't do that. He needs to like let these people have free will free and that will. sort of thing yeah which which is a yeah. really interesting wrinkle um yeah and i and i, I did like that character a lot it's I also like... nice hearing an, an irish accent i was just gonna on... say yeah i liked the <laughs> irish accent i think i thought it was weird that these group of people from like centuries and centuries and centuries ago and millennia had like different accents from around earth but then i thought well maybe that's where earth accents came from maybe if they've been yeah. around and influenced yeah. Earth from that long like one's british one's irish one's american one's whatever you know that's that's where all these yeah. different dialects and things came from and that kind of makes sense i guess so why not yeah and yeah richard i like richard madden's scottish accent that was quite fun yeah um, is he scottish yeah, man, it's the first time I yeah. think he's been able to use his actual accent. Oh. I loved it. I loved Is Kit Harrington accent, Northern or not? No, he's from London. So he was using his regular voice. Yeah, that was Kit Harrington's normal voice. He just sounds weird because of how yeah. n- how normal it is to hear him in a northern accent. Hearing him what, say the, the words Yeah, hearing him say the words Cersei, I love you was quite weird. I was like, oh. Yeah, that was odd. Don't know about that. <laughs> him and Richard Madden fighting over a woman called Cersei is very strange. Yeah. Um yeah, but yeah. Gemma Chan's beautiful, though, isn't she? Gemma Chan is beautiful. Yeah. Um, anyway, Kit Harrington was there for five minutes. He was fine. We'll talk about him more at the end. Um, yes. So, like the end of the movie. Yes, Beth. That's usually the case. Um, <laughs> so, Sprite was uh, you. You brought her up. I'm just gonna say. I'm just gonna get this out of the way. The name was so fucking confusing. Every time they brought up the name, I was like, just call her fucking Pepsi or something, because why <laughs> is she called Sprite? Like, maybe there's some old god named Sprite that I don't know about. There probably is, and I'm just being very stupid. Um, but I don't know. It it just seems weird. I'm going to look that up now, actually. It is It is okay. a little weird. Like, And I think there's, there's a few moments like that where they do kind of dip into like the Greek mythology of it all. Like the... Um, I th- what one hilariously on the nose moment is um, I like the fact that Icarus flying into the sun was that a, was um, very on the nose. Oh no, but like I like the idea that it was like a sprite made it up as like a story. Oh, but then uh, he actually did. And then, but then at the end, yeah, it was like having your cake and eating it too. And then yeah. at the end, Icarus was like, I think I will fly into the sun now. <laughs> a, and sprite, I was like, oh. a sprite is a supernatural entity in European mythology. They are often depicted as fairy-like creatures. Or an as ethereal entity. I guess that makes sense. I just didn't. I just didn't like. Didn't like the name. No, <laughs> Out of all yeah. the names, it was the one name that was a bit like. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> Pepsi. Anyway, Pepsi was great, and she fancied Icarus, so she stabs uh, Gemma Chan. Yeah. Yeah. I, 
She was the weakest for me. Um, she was. I just think it was because people are saying that Icarus has a sharp U-turn in this. And I see that as I, not so much a sharp U-turn. I see Sprite's sudden change of heart as just very spiteful. <laughs> spiteful. Uh, and and just <laughs> like really out of nowhere. Like I yeah. don't I don't think Icarus has a sharp U-turn at all no. in this. I think no. I was suspicious of him from the beginning. And maybe oh, really? ma- yeah, maybe it's just the fact that we've been fed a lot of evil evil Superman stuff lately. Maybe that had something to do like with it. Homelander from the book. Homelander, fucking Omni Man, uh Brightburn, yeah. whatever, a lot, lot of stuff. Um so and we, we have had a lot of that lately, so maybe I was just suspicious of it for that. But I don't know, I just think there was something off about him from the moment we was we was introduced. Oh, see, I, I didn't think that at, like I was genuinely quite surprised of the uh the different shift in character that we had from him. But it was very I see there's a thing though, I don't necessarily think it was a shift and and not not just because like I was suspicious of him from the beginning I do think that he he genuinely wanted to go along with what Cersei did I think he he really hoped that Cersei would be on board with him because I do think he's he lo- his love for her was genuine um and I I do yeah. think that was something with he actually, that he actually struggled with I think there's a there's a great moment in this movie uh, we talked about the sex scene earlier in Babylon but then like the moment before that where they where they like first get together that's like paralleled later on in the movie when they're in mm-hmm. Iraq um and and there's just a there's a great moment between those two characters where they're like struggling with what to do and then it cuts away and then like we're back to the ship and you don't necessarily see what happens i i think there might have been something there i think there might have been a moment of weakness a kiss something um which which kind of just messed things up a little bit for everyone it was like a moment of weakness for cersei which then makes her even more uh heartbroken at, at the at the "Quote unquote betrayal from Icarus," I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I, I can see that. That that is a nice moment. You're right, and I kind of, I didn't think the same, but now looking back on it, I can see where you're coming from. Yeah, it's just because like they're there, they're like like she grabs his hand from behind the way that he grabbed hers at the start of the movie. Um, yeah, and then it suddenly cuts back to the ship. And like we don't see what follows on from that moment, so I'm like, hmm, that's interesting. I think something, something might have happened there. Not sure. I yeah. I love the moment where like, uh, and I maybe it's just because we don't see it a lot. Um, I I love the moment where um Icarus gets up on the rock. Cersei is about to go through with kind of ruining the Celestials' plan or the mm. emergence. Um, and Icarus's eyes light up like four times, and every time he's just like, "I can't fucking do it." Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, this like, is what I'm saying. He like he is genuinely struggling with it because he yeah. just well, that, that's that's the because he has part. a loyalty to the celestial to celeste. What the fucking? I can't say the word. The celestials. You'll get. You'll get um, there, yeah, well, uh, he, so he had a loyalty to them, but also in some kind of way, he had a loyalty to Cersei as well because of the, the connection that they've had over the last seven thousand years. I thought of it as more like he's um, he's kind of at war with his sense of duty and his kind of what he has of humanity and what he's learnt from being there on his time on Earth. Yeah, exactly. Um, he's quite literally fighting his head and his heart, like he doesn't know which which one to follow. Yeah. I, I think it's more about her than it is about 
humanity and that sort of thing. I I get the sense that he he could forget about the humans within a second, and it would not yeah. phase him that much. I think it's more about Cersei than the humans and her point. love for it. Yeah, yeah, I I would agree with you there. I I don't think yeah. I I think if he could forget all of it, he would. But because she feels this way, it's it's like, it's like you know you do stupid things for the people that you love. You know when you don't want to go somewhere, but your your significant other loves it, and you're like, oh, I'll, I'll go and do that then. Yeah, just for you. Like that's that's the kind of hum, human part of their relationship in a sense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What did uh, you guys think of the deviants and they, these creatures that can apparently become more human as like they absorb eternal energy or whatever? Um, yeah, I just thought they were cool, classic, just monsters. I I thought that too until like they like they started to change until like the one of them started to change, um, and I thought yeah. that's I, th- I thought that was a really interesting. All right, so. The the whole origin of the Eternals has been changed from what I understand. Like I said, I don't know about the Eternals, so this isn't really an issue for me, but I'm sure for some people it will be. Um the they're now like robots, I guess, that were created by Archimesh um to basically get worlds ready for the emergence, for the birth of a celestial, and then destroy it. That's that's basically their life now. Um and with that Whilst he created them, he also created the Deviants, so they'd have something to fight against, I guess. I don't know. I need to watch it again. But basically, the the Deviants can evolve and change, and the Deviants hate Archimesh for like what he what he made them to be, or something like that. And I thought there was going to be like a really interesting wrinkle, which I I would have liked. I would have liked some kind of team up between the Eternals and the Deviants that happened for them all to like realize like they were both just pawns in this big fucking scheme that Archimesh has created in, in designing. Yeah. There, was, there was a tiny moment of that, and I thought it was going to go that way, because when they're all fucking absolutely just smacking down Icarus, and, like, it's taking all of them using the very, like, fucking crucifix of their power to to take him down, there is there is a moment where a deviant comes down and starts fucking him up as well. Yeah. Um, and I was like, fuck yeah, now we're going to have a real team up, because Icarus is the true villain. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and then they kind of just started fighting each other again, and I was like, "Yeah, oh. yeah." I thought I, that was a little disappointing, if I'm being honest. I thought that, yeah, I don't know. I feel like that it could have been slightly more interesting if they had uh, had some kind of team up. But <laughs> no, Athena just brutally slaughters him. So, any anything else that you don't like, Lawrence? Anyone? <laughs> no, no. There's a, like genuinely, I was. Really surprised to come out of this, like, I because I I was a bit apprehensive as well because I saw the scores and I was like, oh no, I don't want another like lukewarm Marvel movie. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to be on the fence about something. Like, I was really in the mood to just go in and enjoy a Marvel film because I had such a good time with Shang Chi as well. So I was like, fuck yeah, yeah. I can't wait for the next one. Um, and I, yeah. and I got in, and at the end of it, I came out thinking, what's what's the fuss? Why is everyone not yeah, happy? Same. Um, I yeah, I thought the exact same as well. One, one thing I did really like um, <laughs> was that this is this is so commonplace for the people of Earth now. Like, there's a moment <laughs> where a celestial head enters the atmosphere, mm. uh, and everyone's like. Oh, better go home. There's a fucking big head in the sky. <laughs> Not holy fucking shit. What's that? It's just yeah. like, oh my god, again. I've got something <laughs> going on tomorrow. Like, like, was it? Was that? Was it Greenwich Park? I was just like, imagine yeah, that. Yeah. stood there and going, uh, well. Yeah. 
Like, what would you do? And that's another thing as well. Speaking of that big celestial head, I feel like it's the, I don't know. It, it to me, it felt like the grandest thing we've seen in the in on the cinema like screen because it just he felt so huge. And I don't he know. He it was just, a big bloke. Yeah, yeah it big. just made me feel their power and and just like they're being even more because like seeing them compared to all the planets in the universes and stuff like that I was like yeah these these fuckers are massive i, I am glad i am glad that archimesh came back and because like because i was getting a little bit worried towards the end i was i was like there has to be some sort of repercussion for this yeah show. like they cannot just kill yeah. a celestial and and have it be all hunky-dory like something has to happen and, and it, it did his head just juddering in the mountains just stuck I, there like, I do, come on i do like that there is now just a permanent celestial head just stuck in the indian ocean now apparently yeah <laughs> that's pretty great but yeah i was i was glad that you know archimestic came back and there was repercussions he stole uh Cersei, Fastos, and uh and another one. Sprite. No, no, because she's human now, isn't she? Oh, um Camille Nanjiani, his character, I think. Um What do you guys where where are you at with Kingo as a character? Kingo, thank you. Uh uh he's more the comic relief than Mm. anything else. Yeah. Um but I I like him for the most part. I like his little assistant as well. He's a little fun guy. I, yeah, I thought he was like because he is the comic relief, absolutely. But there's mm. there's a really nice subtlety to it. There's a a fucking a lovely line in this um, where he he got he, you know like he's he's a big like director and like Bollywood star and stuff. Um, and the joke there is that like he even says like oh this was my this is my great granddad this is my granddad this is my dad this is me um, <laughs> and like they're all fucking identical. Um, and and but there's a there's a nice little cutaway where he lets his guard down for a minute and kind of the the comic relief washes over him uh, and he tells Sprite that the reason that he loves the movies is because he misses watching the illusions that she created yeah yeah and that I just felt that these are the kind of fucking really nice moments that I was like why have people I get that you can't give everyone everything in this film in terms of character work but such little nice moments like that really let people in and I was I was just really appreciative of it. Um, yeah, yeah. I, the only thing though, I just I get he is like you know not every character is going to be on the same page, and I like that he was like had the same mindset as Icarus, but he was like, but I'm not going to fight you. Um, yeah, but I I kind of wish that he he was there, like his yeah, whole of ethos too. was like don't turn your back on family, and then he kind of does. Yeah, yeah. He's, just, he's just not in that final like. Well, it's not really a fight, but he's just not there, and it's a weird all, choice because really. it didn't serve yeah. a further plot point. No, because then he's just there with Gemma Chan at the end, being like, yeah. well, we did it, kind of. Yeah, Kingo so. gets kidnapped, and he's like, I wasn't anything to do with this. Like, I'm just, <laughs> yeah, I'm just yeah. making my Bollywood movies. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, one uh, one other quick criticism which, which I have, and I I spoke about this at the beginning, kind of. Again, Angelina Jolie invented acting, amazing, perfect actress. She's great. Give her all the awards. Um I I do kind of wish that they had done more with her like illness though, because it they just kind of seem to forget about it. They yeah. diagnosed it and then was like, yeah, that's that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It kind of comes back like one for one moment when she's fighting thingy at the end, Icarus. Um, but other than that, it's just like pretty much not a problem now. Um, 
and maybe I missed something. It's it's like a big movie. I need to see it again, definitely. Um, but yeah. it, it it definitely seems like they just kind of forgot about it, or just well, well, we don't need that wrinkle now, so let's just get it out of there or something. Yeah, because yeah, um, I I think it it would have been quite interesting if we got to see some of these past memories, because obviously they, you know, it's obviously another life that she's remembering, another mission that's like yeah. coming back to her. I, I, I thought it would have been really cool to have some like flashback scenes with her doing pretty much the exact same, but on another planet. And, you know, the, emer- the in- emergence, yeah, yeah the emergence yeah. actually happening and, you know, seeing her in the process of getting her memories wiped. I, I thought that would have been, a nice moment to see but they kind of like you say just brushed over it a little I bit think you may we might get some s- stuff like that in sequels maybe if they yeah that would be nice um, yeah yeah absolutely uh right okay so shall we move on to post credits yes yeah. very okay. interesting credits. so very interesting indeed so the first one so fucking pissed off this was spoiled for me um fuck you variety you fucking cunts um, you should know better than to just blatantly tweet out this reveal, but yeah. whatever. Uh, Harry Styles is in the MCU. Yes, How, and he's Thanos's brother. Maybe do you know don't what? introduce with that. Like, no, maybe he, do. I see. I no, because he comes in and he comes and, in and with his very terrible-looking CGI troll or whatever. His Panosville troll, yeah. And <laughs> and he goes, he looks awful. And he and he goes, he goes, it's Thanos's brother. Maybe don't. I can't imagine you're going to get nicely welcomed to a lot of that. Like, do you remember, mm. remember in Guardians when Gamora was walking around and people were like, that's Thanos' daughter. Yeah. And people were like, wanted, people were at her throat every five seconds. And now Thanos is even more of but, a fucking but, widespread but, threat. But the difference there, though, is people knew of, as, people knew of Gamora as actively working with Thanos, though. Yeah, I guess they they yeah. knew her as as part of his his like his team his his black guard or whatever they are. Yeah, uh, e- Eros, if uh, I think that's his name, is is clearly not being a part of that. He's clearly been quite separate. I think maybe it was more just yeah, he's pretty shaggy. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, he, he he's got he goes the looks around for the galaxy it. Laying pipe. Yeah, he does. He I does. was. Do you know what though? I, I was quite. Um... I was impressed with his first little entrance, to be honest. Because I don't have you guys seen Dunkirk? Because I think that's I the only other movie he's been in, and I really yeah. didn't think he was bad in that either. No. So I'm I'm quite excited to to I see mean, him I, actually. I think it's too early to tell. Like he wasn't exactly given great material. Like he just walked in no. and was like, "I'm Harry Styles, he, and this is yeah." But that's going you on. know, we, when someone's bad, you can normally tell pretty much right away. But I wasn't I wasn't disappointed. I didn't think oh. Has he got an Irish accent going on there as well? I couldn't no, quite I think tell. He's just he's using his regular voice. Yeah, his regular Northern voice. Oh, what like he's from Leeds, isn't he, or something? In Manchester, um, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh no, so. yeah, the other one's from Leeds. The one that everyone ships him with. I was, um, I was fun. Fun fact: I was in the cinema. This this got spoiled for me, um, and I knew it was coming. However, I was in a quite a busy Marvel theatre. Um, and like you know how they they pack out normally on like day one or day two, um, yeah. More than more so than other movies. Uh, and um, these two fucking guys, right? And they weren't your usual cinema dickheads. They were they were there because they were big Marvel nerds, but they were just way too enthusiastic. Um, <laughs> and the credit, like you know, when he's still shrouded in darkness, 
um and he yeah. steps forward a little bit because obviously marvel knows this is harry styles give him an entrance um yeah you know, the the first that that shot happens and and maybe 10 seconds before it cuts the harry styles one one of them turns to his mate and goes oh this is the harry styles cutscene." <laughs> oh and i and and people in the cinema literally went oh like are you like like People why didn't you just wait furious. 10 seconds and let yeah, me see it exactly did you did you need your mate to know 10 seconds prior like yeah I, and it was so <laughs> loud i was like you fucking asshole man um that's annoying yeah just just that's one of the few re- i like the i like the big screen experience but i would like even more if i could just buy a cinema and just go there and be myself there and that was that's the only person <laughs> that was allowed in like I like the cinema. I don't want to watch things on streaming all the time, but I don't like people in the cinema. It's the only downside. Yeah, no, I I'm a I big agree with you. Unless you're going to like a, a like midnight an event. Like a, premiere, like a, an, yeah, yeah, like, like Endgame. Exactly. Like when I exactly, Endgame I, I did popping. the first first yeah. showing at midnight, um, and it was the you know proper proper Marvel fans, people who know to be quiet in the cinema and. You know, everyone yeah. who waits well, in the credits wasn't. afterwards, like that's that that I don't mind. But when you're just going to a regular showing, and then people just don't care about talking or whatever, and it's yeah. just like, why? Me and me and Nathan watched Infinity War and opening night, and it was when Thor pops down, um, and in like the Battle of Wakanda, me and Nathan and everyone else in the cinema just went, <laughs> yes, oh, yeah. So to this, to this day, like this. Endgame is the best experience I've ever had in the cinema. Oh, when, when, just... I, when he, when Captain Rogue picks up the hammer and everyone just goes, oh my god, yeah. like, oh, it was just like I was crying, happy tears, sad tears, anxious <laughs> tears. I was like, what's going on, man? <laughs> and I, oh. I had a, a little bit of that with this as well. Not with Harry Styles. Harry Styles is great. That's that's fine. Moving on, uh, but yeah. onto the next post-credits yes. scene. This one really interested me, not Very. because of Kit Harrington, because I couldn't give a shit about who he is, and I don't know who the Black Knight is or whatever, so I don't <laughs> care about any of that. Um, whatever, Kit Harrington. I'm sure your movie will be great when it comes out in six years. But what did get me excited was we hear Blade, Blade, we Blade, do. baby. You know what annoyed <laughs> me so much? So I heard the voice. And I was like, I reckon, I know that voice, but I, I couldn't pinpoint. I was like, what the fuck is, like, who is that? I had mm. to Google it, and that's when it said Mahershala Ali. And I was like, play, this is, this is the beginning. It's starting. It's coming together. Oh, I knew it straight away. As soon as oh, I heard just, that voice, those I, rich tones. I was yes. with Beth. I, I, I kind of recognized it, but luckily I had mm. the two Marvel nerds beneath me who immediately, as like the, the scene ended and then I was putting my jacket on and they were, they were like, they'd Googled it by that point already. And he was like, yo, that was Mahershala Ali. And I, yeah. and I went, yep, thanks. Well, now I don't have to Google it. Thanks, guys. <laughs> uh, so overall, good movie. Uh, oh, yeah. Gemma Chan has been in the MCU before. This is a yes. time in the MCU. Captain Marvel. She's no oh, she was blue. one of the alien people, wasn't she? Yeah. She was yeah. a Kree. Um, Cree sniper or whatever. So uh, anyway, there we go. That was the Eternals. Had a bloody good time. Give it yes. a watch if you want. Yes, uh, it was honestly great, and I can't wait to get to the cinema again to watch it again. Very good. Very glad to know. Good time. Good times all round. Baggy Bird, thanks for joining us. Um, if you like these, and I'm not talking to you anymore, Baggy Bird. I'm talking to you listening at home. 
uh, or or on a commute or wherever you are. If you like these, they go live Fridays at 10 a.m. Uh, we do little posts on Instagram and Twitter. You can find us there at Another Happy Pod. That will give you a little reminder that we've we've got a new episode out and you can listen to it. You can give us five stars if you like uh, on Apple Podcasts um, on the little uh, little review or rate. Um, yeah, you can give us five stars because that would be nice. That is what we think we deserve for this premium content. Um, four stars is accepted. Three stars is not well. Four stars is not accepted. Only five Nathan, stars. See, Nathan thinks this. I, I think four stars is good because you've got to have the balance. If your rating is nope. permanently five stars, looks like you're buying them. Looks like nope. you're begging for them. No, it doesn't. Just looks like it's good. Yeah, but what if, you, what if you're a five star podcast though? Exactly. Yeah, and but then if a more legitimate five star podcast is a four point seven podcast. I think. I think you're wrong. No, you could be, but you've got to have that little bit because you're not for everyone. We can't always be for we'll everyone. We've got all the big podcasts. Like okay, I will. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you know next week. Right, um, let's wrap this up. Next, don't you dare come on our show and tell us when to wrap up, Beth. We'll wrap. No, you she's up. right. She's right. Wrap it up. All right. Sorry, Nathan. It is your show. In fairness, to be fair. That's right. um, Thanks, next week we're going to be doing this. Okay, look, I already know everything about Earth, and I don't want anything to do with it. You're missing out on the joys of life, like uh, pizza. I can't smell. We can't, we can't taste either? All that stuff is in your body. No smell, no taste. Or touch. See? Wow, what a good time. What's that? I don't know. Oh, good, I thought, you, I thought that was a theme song or something. Beth, thanks. When are we next seeing you? Um, Spider-Man? No. Wait. Probably. Yes. Yeah, no. Yeah, Spider-Man. When's Hawkeye? Hawk- Hawkeye, well, Hawkeye? Hawkeye starts before, but it'll end in January. So. Okay. Yeah, know. that's that's fine. Perfect. Wonderful. Can't wait. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Good f- uh, farewell. Uh, another happy pod. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market hey Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.